What's up, good people? It's your boy, Mr. Shy, and we are back again with another one. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. I'm a little bit later than what I should have been. I, this was supposed to drop a couple days ago, but some things came up, and I ain't, I ain't been feeling all that well. So I decided just to give it a minute and gave me time to collect my thoughts on the series. And this is going to be part one of the series of the rise and fall. And the first one we're going to cover is the WWE, also known as the WWF at the time. Because if you know, if you didn't know, it was called the World Wrestling Federation before it was called the WWE, World Wrestling Entertainment. Now, it had three eras. It had the era where Raw was war, where they was in a constant fight with, you know, WCW. And because WCW and the WWF had two shows, Monday Night Raw for WWF and Monday Night Nitro for WCW and they ran at the basically around the same time. So they was always in competition. Now I know a lot of you know like it gets kind of confusing cuz you'd be like, "Well, was it this person on WCW? Was this person with WWF?" Yes. A lot of wrestlers went to both companies. Some went at a later time, others went at a much later time, like uh one wrestler in particular Sting, people thought Sting was going to go in to like after WCW ended, but for certain reasons he didn't go. But I will address that when I talk about the PG era because he went in during that time period, which is the PG era is 2010 to current. And the ruthless aggression is, I'm going to basically just say, I'm going to just say a thing after ECW ended in 2001 to basically like to the start of 2010 because that's when the big changes started to happen like thinking a lot of things had happened and and in the last era you know the earlier one where everybody knows it and last but not least the attitude era which is and I'm also put the uh, the new generation era Era. Like it's kind of like that early '90s to like mid '90s, and you know, the Attitude Era started out in the mid '90s as well. That's where it really started to pick up, because this is where a lot of your superstars were starting to make names for themselves. Like the Undertaker, he already had his popularity, but he started to grow. Stone Cold Steve Austin, <laughs> you know, 316 after winning the King of the Ring, you know, The Rock actually becoming a standout superstar and you know the nation's out it was so much stuff going on during that era that you had the ruthless aggression era where guys like Kurt Angle started make their big standout Rikishi big dude the the rising of several different superstars like we had Jeff Hardy his brother Matt Hardy you had Christian and Edge. You also had uh, the Dudley Dudley boys. Uh, Devon. I think his brother always. 
Bubba Ray Dudley. His name always eludes me at certain times. I, I keep forgetting he's a got a country name. So, and like, and then you the rise of other greater superstars who you probably all know them. Randy Orton. You have the the Beast, cause that's how he came in, looking like a beast. You have Brock Lesnar, and then you got the the champ. One of the biggest faces of the WWE because he held it down for so many years. Once he got a big push, John Cena. I'm going to talk about him because he's also who I will say is another pivotal point of a rise and the fall of WWE. Specifically more in the PG era. Now I know this is probably going to say the PG, the new reality and different stuff like that. But I'm just going to keep it PG because that's basically what it is. It's different from the other two. Like, it really, really went down. Because all three eras basically had their own definition. Like, the Attitude Era, like, those guys put their lights on the line. They were able to, to put on a show. But then that, the Ruthless Aggression Era, those superstars put their bodies on the line. They put their bodies on the line. And they, some of them, have, I'm, I'm thankful that a lot of them are able to walk around stiff. Others are not able to move around as freely or like without, you know, the look of the injuries. Because some, some of them got hurt really, really bad. But well, the reason why I decided to do this series is because... We all know that WWE basically had this big rise in fame in the 90s. Now, if you was a kid born in the 80s or like early 90s, you started to notice this. Like, it, it started to pick up. Then you had two different shows. Some people were fans of WCW, WWF, and they was just watching it. Then, you know, w, WCW ended due to... You know, it's reasoning. We'll discuss that probably once we get to, like, the ending of the Attitude Era and towards the beginning of the Ruthless Aggression Era. Because it's been a few companies that have popped up, but I'm also going to discuss why a lot of them never really was able to make a big standout. Because we had, like, Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling... Uh, it's a few other. Then we got the newest one that just popped up last year, AEW, All Elite Wrestling, and we're, we're gonna talk about a lot of these things. Like, what happened to the WWE? Why did it gain all this fame, and then why is it basically gone down? Is the reason due to the superstars? Are the superstars not like the superstars of old? During those first two eras, why is not everybody had this this big, uh, you know, discrepancy with, you know, the PG era? Is it also the storylines? Is the storylines not too good? Are they just too linear that people can basically predict who's going to win and who's going to lose? Is it the management system? Is it because, you know... Is because guys like Vince McMahon are just solely in charge and like certain other people are just in charge and it's just 
all depends on who who they want to push and who they don't want to push. That would make this other sidebar. You're going to think, well, this should make sense. But these two points is another big thing. But I'm, I'm going to discuss these points first before I actually discuss the um, the attitude era, its rise, and the, and its fall, and the rise and fall of, of the ruthless aggression era to its falling and to the rise of the PG era and its falling. But this one I'm going to basically talk about you know, the superstars themselves. Like the passing of superstars and the superstars, like, well-being. Because if you know, as you, a lot of you know, a lot of superstars have put their lives on the line. Particularly guys like Mick Foley, Sabu, uh, a lot of the high flyers, like Jeff Hardy and stuff like that. Those guys fly. Edge, Stone Cold, The Rock, Undertaker, Kane, so many. It's just it's just too many of them to name. Some made a comeback, as you know, like one superstar that finally has made a, his comeback that after being gone for literally almost a decade. Edge, we all know that Edge basically had went down ten years ago. For a neck injury, you know, I figured it was gonna happen eventually. But you know, after all those, those way he would always do his move, his signature moves, the spear, which is a little, uh, a midsection tackle, takedown, and he he he's finally made his comeback. I thought he was never gonna make a comeback, but there's so much training. I guess he's finally back, and I'm happy that he made his comeback. But. Some superstars never really got to make a full comeback. Even to this day, you can still see the lingering injuries on them. Guys like Mick Foley, who was tossed off a hell in a cell to a table. We, we thought Mick Foley died. And just for him to come back up, walk, go back on top of the steel cage to get slammed through the cage by the Undertaker again. And down to the canvas. This man put his life on the line. I ain't got no nothing but dis, no disrespect towards Mick Foley. Mick Foley did what he he went out there to put on performance and he gave it. Several others went out there and they got hurt as well. Guys like Steve Austin who got hurt after a botched maneuver. End up severely injuring his neck, which took him out of competition completely. That's why everybody always asks, is like, why does nobody ever fight Steve? Why does nobody ever fight Steve? Because nobody knows one, maybe one wrong move. Somebody hits him wrong, and Steve gets, gets paralyzed. Like, look at Sabu. People like Sabu put their lives on the line because Sabu was part of another company called ECW. He also went to Impact. He just was putting his body on the line for like a long time. I last seen a clip of Sabu, I think maybe one or two years ago. And this man had a signature where he would basically point in the sky, one of his arms, and 
Man, I seen Sabu. Sabu couldn't even raise that arm. It's kind of like he like half cocked it. Like was just trying like to lean like he was doing it. But my man was so injured from all the injuries and like damages he took all over the years. Then some of them didn't make a comeback. They didn't. Ones who lost their lives because of the way they try to do their performances and stuff like that. Or like their lives have changed forever. D. Roz versus D. Lo Brown. A botch maneuver where D. Lo was supposed to do a turnbuckle powerbomb off of, I think, the second rope. Botched it and ended up landing on D. Roz's neck. D-Roz has been paralyzed from the neck down ever since the early 2000s. I believe it was 2002, 2000, it's 2001-2002 range. It's somewhere around there. D-Lo has basically, he, after that, he made one little comeback to WWE, I think it's somewhere in 2009-2010, but then he left again. But he, he never, I never really seen much from him after that fact. But it's kind of like he just kind of like faded away. And it makes sense because you probably think, well, I've never seen D-Lo in the last few games. It makes sense because they don't want to talk about D-Lo. Because D-Lo injured somebody. Even though it's understandable that that happens, but, you know, families may feel some type of way towards D-Lo because it's like, even though D-Roz himself doesn't feel no way about it. Family's a different story. Speaking of families, we'd always talk about the Heart Foundation. <sighs> I want heart. My man came down, balcony with, and slipped and fell, and crashed and burned, and then he died. These two things you, that you see is basically cut off from WWE's memory. Like they try to basically blank it out of what happened to these guys. Just think about that being a kid during that time frame. You sit here thinking that you about to see your guy Owen Hart come down and wrestle. He botched his maneuver and slipped and fell and died. Another man they don't try to talk about either. Because they don't want to talk about Owen Hart. Because he suffered a, a really a really bad injury and it ended up killing him. That's why a lot of people don't understand why a lot of superstars leave. Like The Rock leaving to become a, a movie star made sense. The Rock wanted to still walk around. Yes, The Rock could have basically been champion as a champion, but they was putting him through everybody. Like, he was supposed to do a match with Triple H, and Shawn Michaels was supposed to do a sweet shit music. Shawn Michaels kicked, kicked The Rock for real. That's why a lot of y'all was probably going to, I'm going to just address this, because this probably won't be one of the things I'm just going to address, because I'm talking about it. Them two never had a match together because of that reason. 
Shawn Michaels hated hated The Rock. Do I know straight up why? Sometimes they just don't like new superstars and they act trash. That's why I said I don't really care for Shawn Michaels. I know other people did, but Shawn Michaels was a dick. Yeah, he had a lot of great matches, which we'll talk about later. But he, he was really just a dick. He really was. And, and there's no there's no point to make no like mysterious reason. Nah, he just a dick. I don't like him. Because I feel like he's one of the few superstars that I'm also saying this that ends up holding other superstars back. Cause he can go cry and say this and say that. But has done so many people dirty. The Rock is one. Bret Hart is another. But we'll talk about the Bret Hart situation. <laughs> we talk about the ruthless aggression era. No, not the ruthless aggression, the attitude era. Because that's when it happened. But back to the superstars and their well-being. A lot of these people were doping themselves up, trying to survive. It's just sad. And it really is sad because a lot of these superstars ended up dying. Not all of them, I'm going to say, died from drugs, but we lost Big Boss Man, Bam Bam Bigelow, Yokozuna, Umaga. Test, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, the Ultimate Warrior. It, it, it's, it's so many superstars. I'm not about to name all of them. And China, too, because I feel like her story I'm actually going to address in, in basically the attitude area. Because I'm going to say it, she basically, she's one of the few that I feel like that got done, done. You know what, fuck it. I'm going to address her story anyway. China was, if you didn't know, was billed in as the ninth wonder of the world after the eighth wonder of the world, Andre the Giant. She, at one point, was in a relationship with Triple H. I know he went by his other name at the time, I think, but Triple H basically dumped her, went to end up going to uh, Stephanie McMahon and then he China went to Xbox if you don't know who Xbox is he, he went by one two three kid he's part of the NWO the uh, DC I mean, not DC what the heck am I talking about DX you see him with them two groups he's like the short guy with the, the long hair My man basically made a sex tape with her and put it up, put it out there. I mean, for me, China was just the person I feel like was done wrong for many years. And I feel as though nothing was ever done to fix it or right the wrong that was done to her. And it's sad because she was... A great wrestler and seemed like she could have been a great person, but she ended up losing her life to drugs. 
and it's sad. Like even now, I think recently they basically put her into the, the Hall of Fame, even though I think it is a slap in the face kind of Hall of Fame. They put her in there as if as an honorary, as one of the members from DX. Yes, yes, she was in DX, but it's like you tell me you can't put her in there yourself. I, if I really think, if I remember it, I don't even think they did a tribute to China when she passed. They kind of just went on about their business, kind of like a lot of superstars. Like they did the same thing with Big Daddy V. If you don't know who Big Daddy V is, Big Daddy V went by different names. He went by Viscera during the Ruthless Aggression era and part of the Attitude era because he's part of the... Uh, the Ministry of Darkness. And he, but he, before that, he was known as King Mabel, part of a tag team unit. But he ended up was trying to basically get a push, but he, he messed up a lot because he injured a few people, the Undertaker included. But it's just, it's sad. Because he was, despite his size being a 500-pound man, Visceral was athletic. You may not have thought so because of how big he was, but my man was 500 pounds, but he was moving. And it's, it's sad because he died and it's like they never did anything for him. Kind of just kind of like they pick and choose who they want to do it for and then they just like whatever. Not like kind of like they don't they don't want to talk about a lot of their superstars dying from drug overdose like Test. He died from drug overdose. It, it, it was really bad, and I think this is this is these are some of the reasons why I say WWE had its big rises, but it started to fall off, and why I think the Peach era became a necessity. To save the WWE. Even though I think it also hurt it. But I think it also saved it. Because. A lot of wrestlers were really messed up. And something needed to be done. To basically save them. And save the company from going under. But. We will discuss. The attitude area. Either tomorrow or the next couple of days. Because I know. We're gonna either we're gonna have to drop sports news soon because I, I'm I'm thinking that the NBA finals is gonna wrap up soon, so it sh- shouldn't take that much longer. But till then, we'll talk about the next few topics. Till then, later.